my fellow wedding florist friends and welcome to the Wedding Florist Social Podcast. This is the podcast for wedding florists to learn all about acing their online presence. I'm your host Vicky Laffey and as a wedding florist of over 10 years now and a certified digital marketer, I want to help you get the right clients, get more followers and never be stuck for content ideas again. Click the link in my description to get your free wedding florist guide to social media content creation today. Hello, my fellow florists, and welcome back for another episode of Wedding Florists Social. Uh, it's lovely to see you back again, and I'm really enjoying being back in the swing of things after uh, a bit of a break in the series. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed some changes lately, and a number of florists I've spoken to have two, and I wanted to do a bit of a podcast on this topic. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about. Um, a question that a lot of other florists have been giving me. Um, you know, a handful of florists have been in touch recently to to tell me that um, things like the they're losing sales because they're maybe they're, they're they're quoting, but they're not quite managing to seal the deal for whatever reason. You know, maybe that they're, they're being told they're they're too expensive, for example. Now, this all came about because uh, um, I had this idea because a particular florist got in touch. Uh, and, and she felt so bad about it that she didn't want to post it publicly on my Facebook group over on the, the Worldwide Wedding Florist community. Link for that is in the podcast description if you want to uh, join up, if you're not already a member. But she didn't want to post publicly because she felt so bad. She says, I um, I struggle with pricing. I live in a small town. And although I've done several weddings, I don't manage to seal the deal quite often. I give a fair and reasonable price and they act like it's too much. And... You know, I'm I'm seeing this sort of thing happen more and more often, I think. Uh, certainly, like I say, a number of florists have got in touch. Uh, in my own business, uh, uh, I'm seeing, I'm not seeing people not spending, but I am noticing a change. I mean, I think with all of the stuff going on in the world at the moment, um, you know, certainly in the UK, there's, uh, there's an energy price craziness going on. You know, the, the cost of our... Uh, both business and home electric and gas and things like that is, is, is just going sky high. Fuel's gone sky high too. And just all of our costs seem to be rising. And in turn, that means our, as wedding florists, our, um, our, our, our actual product is going sky high as well because our growers are having to, you know, heat their uh, greenhouses and and things like that, and, and and the transport costs of thing getting the things to us, and that's before we've even done anything with them. Everything's just going really, really crazy in the world right now. And as business owners, that makes us nervous um, because, well, two reasons really. Because you know, firstly, we're thinking, how are we going to afford this? But also, people are coming to us with stuff like this as well. I'm certainly seeing a societal change after this post-Brexit, post-COVID craziness that's going on. And, you know, I'm seeing people just kind of valuing different things. Um, I'm also seeing a shift in people, you know, the kind of weddings I'm getting through for lower budgets as as well. Uh, Not sure if other people are seeing this, but, you know, there was a point where I wouldn't generally do lower budget weddings uh, 
not not out of choice. Just people didn't really come to me f- for those sort of things. You know, people would come to me. My, my average spend was about sort of between two and three thousand. That that was quite a normal um, thing, and and I certainly still get those. Uh, but I'm seeing more people having smaller weddings now. That generally, for me anyway, means two things: that they're either doing a small wedding and then really enjoying having the spare money to spend on the decor and, you know, maybe like a huge long uh, runner of flowers along a big banqueting table or something, or because they've got less tables and they haven't a few left, less people that they're having, you know, the big table centres they wanted or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, or they're just having something low-key, they just want something nice for the registrar table or signing table or whatever you choose to call it um, during the ceremony, uh, bouquets, buttonholes, things like that. Now, generally, for me in the past, in my experience, I've, I've found the kind of people who just order things like that are the kind of people who don't value flowers and they're not really bothered about having flowers. They just want to order a few key pieces because flowers don't really matter to them. Whereas now I'm, I'm kind of seeing people just... They're more bothered about getting married. They're finally getting married uh, because they've been with each other for years and they've delayed this after COVID. Or maybe they've just got, you know, due to the cost of living crisis, they've got different things to spend their money on. Or, you know, there's a whole host of reasons why society is, is changing right now and why I'm seeing this shift in what people are ordering. So, so as a result, I'm seeing people, you know, seeing these more low-key kind of, you know, bouquets and buttonholes and, you know, just a few key pieces sort of weddings actually being really enjoyable to, to, to work on. They're, they're usually quite local to me. Um, and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're easy to do, that, but they're also lovely people to deal with. And that's a, that's a huge thing for me. That's part of my criteria for taking on a client, absolutely. Because it could be the most wonderful wedding in the world, but if the client's difficult, that totally ruins it for me, no matter how much they've spent. So I'm definitely seeing this shift and people ordering different things. But I'm also hearing from other florists um, that people are just being really cautious or maybe the, maybe the I don't know whether it's because maybe the cost of flowers has gone up so much and people are just kind of shocked now to, to, to see such in what is in their mind a high figure. Uh, when you send them the quote, what I would say to that is, you know, to help any fellow florists who might be out there listening is to just, I know it's difficult, but stick with your guns here. It's more important, you know, more now more than ever to, to, to stand firm with your pricing. In the past, maybe we could have gotten away with, um, you know, just, being a little bit, you know, taking pity on the person or whatever and charging a bit less or maybe just throwing something in as a, as a little extra or or thinking, ah, it's OK, I like that person, I'll, 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 I'll let them have that lower price or whatever, you know, the case is. But, but, but now more than ever, we absolutely have to stand firm with our pricing and, and we can't allow ourselves to be beaten down or made to feel bad because somebody out there thinks that we're too expensive um you know 
there's there's just there's no margin for error essentially uh there's well there's very little margin for error i think we have to be quite smart with our buying now uh so that's one side of it we we have to be be very um careful in how we deal with customers in terms of um promising exact varieties and things like that. I see an awful lot of florists on Facebook groups um, showing, you know, an inspiration picture of a bridal bouquet, for example, and saying the, the bride's asked for this, what varieties do you think are in it? Absolutely try and snap out of that, you guys, because it, it absolutely matters not one jot what that specific variety is. For a start, the photographs probably um, photoshopped and edited and stuff uh, to make the colours not realistic anyway. But uh, your future self won't thank you uh, when, uh, you know, it's stressed in the future when it comes to the time of the wedding when you can't find that exact variety anyway. So just be very general when you are quoting for people. So um, most of buying a florist choice now, there's there's now and again, you know, when you need something particular like a, a white orchid or something like that, um, the, you know, there's nothing you could substitute it with really. Um, but uh, I, I'm always, you know, very sort of general uh, with everything else. Um you know, I would never say um, white avalanche rose, for example. I, I, I would at most say white rose. And even then to make sure that they know it's not white, white. Um, but I would be quite general. I would maybe even just um, say something to match. You know, this is in the description on the quote, by the way. I would say something along the lines of, oh, um, so, something to a beautiful hand-tied bouquet uh, in in the style of the flowers on your inspiration pictures that you've sent, uh, you know, maybe whites and greens uh, in a rustic style or, you know, something quite general like that. I may put suggested flowers include, you know, roses or stocks or whatever, um, but not not all the time. Um I, I think it's more important to, you can talk that out, 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 out during the consultation. You could really make them feel comfortable during the consultation that you have your their vision in your head, but you don't have to be too specific about it. To be fair, even if you did quote them for like 10 stems of avalanche rose in something, they're not going to understand what that means. Anyway, they may go away and Google avalanche rose and then that rose could look totally different than the picture you showed them during the consultation. So, just be be super general about it. This will help you keep your costs down uh, when it comes time to the wedding. Because if you've promised like an exact, you know, say Playa Blanca rose or something like that, then they're going to expect that. And if you can't get a hold of that, or you can get a hold of it, but it's like twice the price it normally is, and then you all of a sudden make no profit from it, then it makes the whole exercise pointless, really. So be very general. It allows you to maybe shop on your wholesaler's website and and have the freedom and the creativity to to shop for things that would really make a beautiful bouquet for them and keep in with their theme and, and the kind of style that they want, whilst also making sure you make a profit as well. Because at the end of the day, that's why why we're in this. Um, so yeah, so stand firm with, with the price and for for that reason. Um, 
you know, and, and that's some some way we can we can actually help you do that. Um, yeah, yeah, honestly, your future self will absolutely thank you uh, because you'll be you'll be less stressed, I suppose, because you'll have a diary full of lovely clients who actually value your pricing and who don't quibble over it. Um, And also you'll be making a profit too. Now, another way to help you with that is your online presence. Um, It's... (laughs) It's absolutely key. And I know I bang on about this, but this is what I teach you guys. You know, this is all about your online presence. Your online presence is there to, it's not just to, to get you found on Google. It's there to help you be found by the right people and help to sort of filter out the people who aren't right for you as well. Um, you know, somebody may find your website on Google or I don't know, come across a, an Instagram post that you're tagged in and then check out your profile on there. And they might look at you and think, yeah, well, their style's not really for me. And that's fine, you guys. That's absolutely fine. On on the flip side, they might think, oh, this is amazing. This person's stuff is amazing. I love this florist. I want to take it further. And and they go through your your process. Um, By the way, listen to my podcast on three reasons why you need a website inquiry form because that will help you with that. But your online presence is key here. What you want to be doing is attracting the people that are right for you. And what that does is ensure that you attract people who aren't going to quibble over your pricing because they're going to be sold on you before they even, you know, get the quote. They're going to be looking at you online and thinking, I love their stuff. I want want this person for my wedding or um, I really, really hope I can get this person for my wedding. Um, They'll have a consultation with you, whether that be on Zoom or phone or in person or however you do them. And they're, they're going to, that's only going to further cement the fact that they want you for their wedding. You know, they're, they're hopefully going to leave that consultation with some, um, you know, like confidence in, in, in you. And they're going to leave it thinking, oh, right, I've got a really good idea of, of like, well, at least a much better idea of, of what my wedding's going to look like now. And I'm really confident that Vicky can carry that off. Uh, she has some really good ideas and I feel really like comfortable and, and that she's going to, you know, she knows her stuff and, and things like that. So so this your online presence is key to attracting that sort of person. Um, the more you work on that and more you the more you work on attracting your ideal client through your online presence, so your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, your TikTok, whatever you use, um, the, the, the better the end result's going to be and the, the more time you're going to spend on people who are the right clients as opposed to people who uh, actually, you know, spend all this time with you and, you know, you spend all your time and energy on them and in the consultation and creating your quote only for them to say, thanks, but no thanks. That isn't a, an efficient use of your time or their clients, essentially. So, I hope that's helped you guys a little bit. Um, I would just further add that it is okay to lose sales as well. Please don't go into every consultation uh, thinking, oh my gosh, I really hope I get this wedding. I need this wedding. This sounds like a lovely wedding. I really need this. And I I think this is more common um, amongst newer wedding florists as well. But we all experience it at the end of the day sometimes. But, But please try not to, you know, hang all your hopes on, one particular wedding or consultation. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer when, when you spend all that time on something and they don't book. 
that's one of the reasons why I do my initial consultations on Zoom or phone now and never meet people in person um, because I found that it was a, you know, you're always going to get people who who don't book. You're never going to book 100% of the time. Uh, but, well, hats off to you if you do. But uh, in my experience, that's never been the case. Uh, and I think that's sort of fairly normal amongst people. But um, I've gone off on a tangent there, you see, and I've lost my place now. But, <laughs> you know, you're never going to book 100% of people. So I always do them, do them on Zoom because I found that it was... I was wasting my time, you know, I was going, traveling into my workshop, um, you know, leaving enough time to sort of get the place ready and, you know, making sure everything was was available for people and uh, all that I'd done a bit of sort of swatting up beforehand and, um, you, you know, gotten prepared for the meeting and then spend time with them and, you know, because it, it, it's not just time, it's it's energy as well, you know, you, 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 you do sort of, you know, you try to sort of seem excited about it, show them your excitement and, um, you know, show them how all well, the good things you can do. And uh, and then there's the time afterwards. And I never spend too long do- doing that either, thanks to my 17 hat system, by the way. You guys, I would highly recommend a system like that to make this quoting process as quickly as possible. So you're not doing you know, loads of, uh, you know, spending hours emailing wholesalers, asking them what the price of red roses will be in six months time and that sort of thing, because it's, uh, that is a drain on your time and energy too. And you, that just makes the whole thing worse when they don't book, you know, so uh, there's processes, um, there's your online presence and then there's your processes in terms of how you quote and how you run consultations and things that will make your life easier too. But, it is okay to lose sales, um, but I think the key is to try and attract um, more of a high percentage of of the ones who are right for you so that there is a higher likelihood of uh, those people booking you and a higher conversion rate, as it were. So I hope you find that useful, guys. Do get in touch if uh, if you've got any more questions. Uh, check out the links in the bio, uh, in, in the podcast description for the things that I've mentioned, such as 17 Hats. Um, I would highly recommend it. Uh, and that link gets you a free um, trial too. And I think it gets you 50% off if you sign up too. So it's well worth it. But honestly, highly recommend it. If you've got any questions, you know, either email me or come over and join me on the Worldwide Wedding Florist Community Group and uh, join my lovely community of uh, like-minded florists and lovely people um, who are all there to help. All right. Take care, you guys. And I will see you on the next episode. Uh, Flower on. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end of Wedding Florist Social. Remember to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you want access to some free community and support, then head across to Facebook and look me up on the Worldwide Wedding Florist Community Group. I look forward to seeing you there.